Good uh, morning. Good Monday. No, fuck that. We're starting over. <laughs> or just leave it in. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I give so I give such little of a fuck. Actually, I saw that we had like 90 listeners on one of our episodes, and I was like, oh shit, people are listening to this. Yeah. I need to be professional. Welcome. Welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club. My name is Mark Champlin. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Wallace. Hey, girls and gays. How's everyone today? You, they um, can't I answer know. me because it's because it's a podcast. It's not a they're was, not a live uh, studio audience. I was gonna answer you because I'm one of those things. Yeah, half, that's true. Half of one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um. Today, uh, we watched uh, another video game movie, and uh, we are gathered here to talk about it uh, for an audience. That That's is, what our podcast that is, is. That is the premise of the podcast. Yes. How you liking this uh this new intro? <laughs> the new intro. I think is <laughs> I think it's really effective. I I, I decided to go uh, off script for no um for no particular reason <laughs> and with no real vision. Um, but here I am. We're a little uh, we're a little punchy today. <laughs> <laughs> hey Alex, what movie did we watch? We we watched uh Doom parentheses two thousand five. Uh, I have a lot of capital T thoughts about this movie that Mark maybe disagrees with. Um, rather, I think Mark has some lowercase t thoughts about this movie that I have some capital T thoughts that <laughs> that disagree. Hell, hell of a logo. Yeah. Hell of a logo. It, it's quite good. Um, but first, <laughs> girls and gays, there was a there was an incident this past week. There was a there there, were, there was a shot fired off in the night uh if if for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched the defective pikachu trailer yet you need to pause the podcast and you need to go watch the detective pikachu trailer this is the most significant uh event that's happened in our line of work since we started (laughs) This is like this is like when uh, Austin Walker and crew started one song only before Kanye West came out as a Trump supporter, and then in the middle of doing their Kanye West is cool and we like him podcast, he came out as a Trump supporter. That was this is like this, that. This is <laughs> so when we were when we were originally like planning the podcast i was looking at all of you know the list of video game movies on wikipedia and i noticed that this next year 2019 not only are we getting detective pikachu which we're, we're gonna talk about at length in this episode before we get to doom um we're also getting a live action sonic the hedgehog movie with jim carrey and john ralphio from parks and recreation in it can, can, can I tell you something about both of these movies? Because I had a similar thought when I heard uh, about both of these movies, and my thought was like pretty much verbatim: like d- neither of these movies are real until I'm sitting in a theater and I'm watching it happen. These movies are not real. No. This is this is not happening. The de- you know what I mean? The Detective Pikachu trailer <laughs> is so far outside of what I expect. In a way, it's like something that I've wanted for a really long time. I've always wanted them to just like embrace mm-hmm. how much people love talking about dark Pokemon shit and just go like, alright, you fucking asshole fanfic writers. You guys like creepy weird fan art of Pokemon where they look like they eat babies? What if we made a whole movie where you get to watch Pokemon that look like they eat babies? They, they put... Pokemon in the real world. They, they're they're right there. <laughs> they're they're in a gritty. It's oh man, I saw a post that compared this to the visual aesthetic of this movie to the Super, Super Mario, Mario Bros. Brothers movie. It is apt. Fuck. They're grimy. They're equally grimy films. The representation of cute characters as horrible monstrosities is just as present. And the, but then but the difference between Super Mario Bros and Detective Pikachu is like thirty years of like computer graphics technology getting better at rendering realistic looking textures and not mm-hmm. getting any better at realist making characters look like they're not fucking terrifying. Yeah, not getting better at translating a two dimensional cute 
uh, cuddly looking thing into a, you know, real life and can be pictured next to an actual human actor looking uh, thing. Because, like, they, it does not. It's distressing. And, it's a distressing and trailer to watch. And, like, don't get me wrong. I am, like, all about oh, this. Oh, I'm so excited. I love, I like, love it. things things that make me feel uneasy and things that look wrong they're like really exciting to yeah. me i'm so I think, glad but... they went with this it, <laughs> they could have just made like a cg pokemon movie or you know make another animated movie they could have you know done some fucking you know roger rabbit bullshit where like the pokemon look like how they look in pokemon go and they just look like po but no they got one of the guys that did the creepy realistic fan art to do concept art for this fucking movie how did this get greenlit how did how did this how did we make it here? I I don't understand how this movie happens. Like Nintendo doesn't do shit like Pikachu this. Pikachu says, "Oh my god." Oh my, I, I it's Pik it's something. Pikachu man. is Pikachu is voiced by the Deadpool man. He is voiced by the Deadpool. He's the the Deadpool is is a Pikachu, <laughs> and there's like Deadpool ish slapstick humor. In a dead in, in a P Pokemon movie. <laughs> there... So we talked. I'm just. I'm all about this. I I love. I loved every moment of that trailer. It's I loved. I loved the the hairy pissed off Jigglypuff who's a who's a, a graveyard shift waitress. That was incredible. So there's two things. One, uh, there's a there's a there's a fan project. Uh, called There Will Be Brawl. It's a it's an ex extended film noir Super Smash Bros. live action thing that is like deliberately just like creepy as all hell and just like has all these creepy puppets and all this weird bullshit in it. This trailer one reminded me of that. Two, it's that plus in longtime listeners of the podcast who listened to an episode that was three episodes prior, uh, might know about how we talked about how the, the realistic textures in Final Fantasy VII Advent Children combined with the, like, ridiculous anime characters gives the entire thing this, like, horrible Uncanny Valley quality where everything is just, like, weightless and weird and uncomfortable and d feels like some sort of altered reality. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was on so many drugs when I was watching the Detective Pikachu trailer. <laughs> I was just, I was completely uh, disassociated the entire time. <laughs> it was like, it was not real to me. I could not, my brain didn't want to accept it, but at the same time I was enthralled and just completely. What, yeah. As soon as like, as soon as they show that shot, there's a shot in that trailer where like, you see like a bustling street and kind of like sort of, in the background, like, one of the things that I really love about this trailer that I think is, like, really artful about this trailer is that they deliberately, like, obfuscate showing you a lot of the Pokemon in a lot of moments. Mm -hmm. And there's a particular moment where, it, like, it, near the very beginning where, like, they, you know, they show this shot of the street and you can just see, like, a Dodrio just walking through this crowd, but kind of, like, yes. fuzzy and in the background. And I was like, That oh. was my favorite shot, too. I was like, oh, my God, they're, they're going to do it. Like, like, that moment, immediately, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe they're finally doing it. This has, like, been a thing that people have talked about for so long. Like, what if they made the gritty live-action Pokemon? It's like a joke, man. You know? It's like, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you know, they're making all these gritty reboots. When are we going to get Detective Pikachu where he's, you know, smokes cigars and tortures Mr. Mime? It looks, it looks like a college humor skit from 2008. Yeah, like, I remember that like, college humor skit. Yeah, it looks like, like you know the fucking, like, Mario is on drugs because it's a mush, because it's mushrooms, and, yeah. like, real life Mario is a drug addict because, like, oh, I need, I need to my mushrooms. Yeah. This is like that, but they did it, like, for real. <sighs> they made a gritty fucking Pokemon. They're doing okay. it. I just, and I, I really, last thing is, I just want to echo exactly what you said about the fact that they just, it, they just, the, the, the shot of the crowd showing how Pokemon are just integrated into like human society was really exciting for me because I always disliked that there was such a clear like separation in 
the Pokemon like show, you didn't really see, you saw Pokemon in the wild, but when they went to the people cities, there were no Pokemon out and about No, Well, there were, yeah, but they were like attached to their trainer. Sure. Pretty much. Sure. So you're saying that you think that the Pokemon are going to be sovereign citizens in this. I, Oh man, I don't, I don't, we're gonna we don't have enough this, time. We're going to be seeing we, this the day it we comes don't have, out. We will be yeah, at the theater. I want to do a. I want to do a live episode, like a vlog. Yeah, we will go. Mark and I might not even be living in the same state anymore when this movie comes out, but we will both <laughs> go to see this movie on opening night. We will record a podcast that night, and we will put that the fuck up. <laughs> I literally, I literally can't wait. I cannot wait. It's episode full. Episode thirty-seven. Yeah, look forward to it. So, Doom, two thousand five. Close parentheses. We uh, we seem to be in a bit of a disagreement, uh, as as often we are. Uh, full disclosure on a couple things: Mark and I watched different versions of the film, uh, as we have been wont to do before on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I was not thinking very much when uh, renting this movie on Amazon and got the unrated version, which not only meant that I had to watch Doom parentheses two thousand five for an additional ten minutes longer than Mark did. Uh, but also meant that I got to see a significantly more misogynistic version of the film than Mark did. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So uh, so we're going to dig into that. Uh, we actually both, I think, have a lot to talk about with this movie. Uh, so, But b- before we kind of get into that, broad strokes, Mark, how you feel? how you feel about this, this film? So last week at the end of the episode, I wagered that this movie was going to be and I think I quote myself, fucking rad. Yeah, I believe you said, I think this movie is going to be fucking rad. And uh, the the rock crashes through a window and says, Semper Fi, motherfucker. He does. At the end. <laughs> so I was right. And that's really the episode. That's kind of, uh, I think we'll just cap it off right there. So <laughs> the, this movie was not was not as rad as, as I'm, 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 gamers, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it wasn't as rad as I thought. However, in the pantheon, <laughs> the pantheon of video game movies that we've watched, I think that this one is easily near the top. It is one of the less bad films we've watched in terms of like being competently structured having a yes it has a like this is the thing and this is like what's so fucking pathetic is that like we're we're like the movies that we watch for this podcast are just so like consistently like just offensive and horrible and just Mm -hmm. in so many different ways that like we have to latch on to these really fucking basic movie making tenets such as has a plot has a script that is possible to follow has characters yes. in it. I would argue that this, we're going to get to this later, but I would argue this movie fails on a lot of those things because it doesn't have a protagonist. But we'll get to that. And yet it still manages to be one of the better movies yeah, that it, we've it's, seen on this podcast. It, it is it is competently made. Uh, so I we can kind of get into this. Uh, so one of the first things mm-hmm. that I want to kind of talk about here is just like the general look and the style of the movie there there's a couple things about this movie that i like in terms of the visual style there's a couple things i really hate about the visual style um i think the practical effects of this movie are pretty fucking killer they're all like just you know yes they're all hr geiger knockoffs in terms of like the monster designs you know they're just big fucking like sex demons with you know and then they're bloody but like they're they're good puppets like they're good well-made rubber suits they look cool they're and they look they look a lot like uh, Doom 3. Now, yeah. clearly this movie was based on Doom 3 because Doom 3 is the only horror game in the Doom franchise, and it's set on a on a base. That I struggle very... to call this a horror movie, but I guess we can argue about that later. <laughs> I, I think it's like a B-rate uh, action horror yeah. so I think movie. That it, like, in, t- in terms of like the, the style and aesthetic of this movie, like... B movie is a really good way to describe it. It's like very corny. It's uh it has this sort of like the main thing like one of the main things that really stuck out to me about this movie is like is the cinematography and that the cinematography is very bad in that the cinematography is very flat. Like there's it, it seems like they go out of their way to find the least interesting shot possible in almost every situation. 
Um, like, the characters are never yes. really blocked in an interesting way. There's never really any, like, depth. Uh, there's never really any, like, significant contrast between the shots. It's just kind of like, like the, the whole the film's, like, visual grammar is, like, very dull. It's it's not... It's rudimentary. Yeah, it's very I'm, I'm basic. Still, I'm still waiting for a video game movie to seem like it's challenging the viewer in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Uh, it's this movie. It it doesn't uh, it, it it doesn't assume any intelligence on the parts of the viewer, <laughs> which is not. which is better in some ways than some other movies yeah. we've watched because it was easy to follow. Like I literally I could be looking at my phone half the time and I would still have been able to follow <laughs> this movie with how it just beats you over the head with what it's trying to say. But it, it there it is. It is trying to say something, which is yeah. more than what I can say for. I'm not going to name specific movies, but like, I feel like this, the fact that you could take away the fact that this game, that this movie was based on a video game and it would still be able to stand on its own as a C plus B minus tier action movie from the two thousands with the rock in it. It has the two thousands goo. It has the goo. Yeah. Running (laughs) gag of two, two thousands looking metallic matrix C looking goo i have such an affinity for this aesthetic this that that matrixy looking font that appears to tell you what military base in arizona yeah. they're at it's exactly it's always, the same as hitman it's, it's always telling you it's always telling you what military base in the desert that they're going to in a helicopter <laughs> yeah. you know exactly what font to talking about you listening to this you know that font you can picture it and you know that it's the font yeah um, the, the font is in it. The goo is in it. It's it's 2005. You know, it's it's all it's it's uh, it's revenge of the Sith kind yeah, of looking style. shit. You know, uh, with with a lesser budget than Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, um, Revenge of the Sith kind of still looks cool. Anyway, we're not gonna get so, on that so- topic. There, there's a lot of ways that I kind of want to like compare this film to Hitman because uh, we did talk about mm-hmm. how Hitman is actually like a really well directed film. It's like you know well shot. It has interesting cinematography, um, and this film has none of that. Um, th- but the thing about Hitman is that uh, uh, surprise, we're going to talk about gender politics on the podcast uh, and and capitalism and Don't capitalism forget. later on. Um, the gender politics in Hitman, it's like they're trying to do something and just failing in every possible way and making something just fucking, like, objectionable. Uh, you know. Yeah, and, have... the th- and the thing they're trying to say is, like, irresponsible and misguided. Yeah, like, you know, they're basically trying to, pr- like, portray this, like, abusive relationship, I guess, but also, like, have us, like, take it seriously as, like, a romantic relationship and they don't really, like, actually dig into anything there and it... it so it's that doom is fucking riding down the street in a with the in the fucking drop top with the boys catcalling girls just fucking you know yelling calling all everybody bitch and telling everybody that they're a pussy and fucking flicking cigarette butts out the window and shit like (laughs) yeah this this movie is just like it is just pedal to the metal on the misogyny like there's no (laughs) they don't yeah you know they don't dwell on it it's just like frat boy bullshit from start to finish (laughs) yeah doom is like like hey get get in get in the jeep gamers we're cruising for (laughs) pussy like that's it really it really does not it dials it up to a fucking 11 yeah in the in that department there's no women in this group of space marines yeah so there there's we're gonna get to kind of the crew uh and uh, some particular members of the crew that i hate especially more than the other ones um but just to kind of talk about like i I, at some point during the film uh i texted mark fuck this movie and he said why and i said toxic masculinity the movie um the like the characters are all so unpleasant (laughs) There's no, there's really no one uh, likable in this movie, and you don't until the very end. You're you don't know who to root for until the movie explicitly beats you over the head with who yeah. is the good guy and who is the bad guy, which we'll get into the the nature of 
the infection because it's not demons which is disappointing it is but it's just a yeah it's just it's not demons it's 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 zombies it's essentially genetic zombies Big zombies yeah yeah they they really beat you over the head with who's the good guy and who's the bad guy which is a which is was it was necessary and i feel like i could feel the filmmakers like talking about hey we need to <laughs> we need to we need to pick one of these characters to try to make them sympathetic because yeah okay so <laughs> Real quick, I want to just kind of, like, run down a couple things in this movie that pissed me off or, made, like, made me raise an eyebrow a little bit. One, within the first two minutes of this movie, you get to see a woman brutally murdered and get her arm chopped off. Two, I watched the unrated version, and in the first 40 minutes, you get to see a naked lady, uh, and then she turns out to be a demon, and then she just gets riddled with machine gun fire while they show her sexy body falling on the ground. There's a scene where one of the space marines hits on the only female character while she is trying to perform surgery, like an autopsy on a demon. Her arm is in this demon's mouth. And this is one of those scenes where you watch it and you're like, oh, there weren't any women in the room when this film was being written. No one was there to be like, hey, what the fuck? Because she's like doing her, her job, A. B, she's got her arm deep inside this demon trying to pull pancreas out or some shit and the dude marine that's supposed to be helping her is like sidled up to her and he like kind of keeps looking over at her and like you know making faces at her and he's like just hitting on her while while she is a working b has her arm inside a demon and of course because it's a video game movie because it's a movie period she's like totally into him which is a running theme that we've seen of men doing incredibly creepy things to women in these movies and being rewarded for it. Uh, then there's a scene in that scene. He says, uh, right. Because, you know, he's at a dry spell cause he's a Marine. He says right now having sex with me is basically your civic duty. She finds this charming. Uh, she, he also tells her that, uh, he's only going to help her because she's pretty and he wouldn't do it for a dude. I could go can, on. Yeah, can, can I, can I just say, uh, gamers out there this is not how it works uh women don't <laughs> women don't find this charming uh women uh, don't like it when you approach them while they're working and just kind of start flirting and shoving your you know sexual preference in their face yeah and god there's so much like she get she gets called a fine piece of ass at one point uh and then like, no, dude, that's my sister yeah, is classic. like the response. And then the guy's like, oh, OK, remind me not to do that again because yeah. it's your sister. So I and it's just it's just a it's 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 a very like childish male fantasy fulfillment movie in every way. And uh, the the only female character in the movie being a is belittled uh, and sexualized throughout the entire belittled movie. and sexualized and wearing a, a sweater where you can like see her nipples yeah. is just it's, like <laughs> it's it's bad it's bad it, I I was very uncomfortable watching those I would say like the first hour of it is where it's the most bad um, mm -hmm. and then after that it just becomes shooting at guns and then that's the rest of the movie so there's less misogyny because there's they needed to make more room for all of the shooting at guns um, but yeah, it's, it would, it's a deeply, on top of just being like, you know, grisly and bloody and just, you know, stupid B-movie slapstick violence, um, it, it's also just like, uh, it's unpleasant because it, all of the characters are just like these horrible misogynistic caricatures of men. Yeah, it's rough. And so I wanted to talk about why that, why, uh, it does or doesn't work. Uh, because like i don't want people to get the idea and i don't th i think people listening to this podcast are generally like pretty smart they understand <laughs> what we're doing uh generally but like you know there's a common like there's a common thing that people say in like i don't know if it's like an anti-sjw whatever you want to call it but whenever people start talking about why start talking about media that's misogynistic the response is always like well the, those are like the bad guys or like can no one people are misogynistic in the real world so like that why can't that be in movies also and like yeah this is a very one-dimensional take and you have to look at the context of this this like the misogyny doesn't exist in a vacuum yeah, like and it's gleeful was, misogyny in this movie it, uh, yeah it's a, it's, it's a joke in this movie it's it's <sighs> 
there's a specific character in this movie. Uh, he's called Portman. Uh, yeah, he yeah. is like he is like kind of like the the center of all of the really nasty misogynistic stuff uh, in this movie because you know and like he's a character that you're supposed to hate because he's you know gross and weird and creepy and like his misogyny is there but all the other characters are misogynistic too it doesn't really stand out um, beyond the fact yeah, exactly. that he's just the worst of them. That that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, the you you you're, you're exactly right with the fact that everyone is misogynist. So like the fact that he is, that's not the reason that we're supposed to hate yeah, him, which so, is unfortunate. Okay, so within the first five minutes of this film, uh, yep. there is a transphobic slur just casually dropped uh, as an establishing character moment for Portman. I am going to say this slur on this microphone in order to probably explain why this is so upsetting. Um, so, you know, there, there's, a, there's a scene where, at the very beginning, where, you know, we, we're meeting the Marines for the first time and learning that they're all fucking assholes. And, you know, they're talking about how they're going to they're gonna go on leave. Spoilers, they don't get to go on leave and all of them die horribly. Um, and they're talking about what they're going to do on leave. And this creepy dude portman says like yeah i'm gonna get me a couple of she boys and go into a hotel room and and all of this shit uh and then someone else is like you're sick man and i want to talk about this because the whole thing about the, it's not just that they that they drop a transphobic slur within the first five minutes of the movie that's obviously objectionable the cis people who made this movie have no fucking business putting the word she boy in their fucking movie. And uh, ju really quickly, I, I I'll interject and kind of say that like, when I first watched this, I kind of saw this as like, yeah, that's like horrible, but like, this is like a throwaway line. That's just a product of the time. And uh, that was my whole like take on this, I guess, you know? It. So here's the thing that's really disgusting about it is that this is, what we're supposed to this is the first thing that we hear from this character and this is what's meant to establish him as like a sick pervert is the right fact okay that he's attracted to trans women um and like that is reinforced by another character telling him that he's sick for wanting to fuck trans women um yeah you know i <laughs> i didn't pick up on that at all yeah um not at all but yeah. you're 100 percent right um, yeah, and, you know, I, I really don't know how much else I can really say on it, but it's just, you know, again, sure, 2005, sure, different time, sure, trans rights, different, different era, but, like, But that boy. word, that word could be in a movie, that word itself being in the movie is not the reason the movie is transphobic. Yeah, I, well, yeah. It, it, it that that word being in the movie would be transphobic pretty much no matter what but it, it is the way that they use it to make this character into a deviant mm -hmm. um is oh wow oh he likes girls with dicks that means that you know he's gross and it's like yeah um the only good thing about portman is that he dies horribly on the toilet um <laughs> in, one yeah. of, in one of the few good scenes in the movie um so we want to kind of tackle the rest of the the jolly crew and things about them that pissed us off in various ways uh mark you want to tell me about the character mac the uh the only asian <laughs> character in the film oh man uh the so yeah talk about you know representation this character was asian and the the reason that this character was asian was so that he could say his actual name to another character and the character would be like i'm just gonna call you mac ha 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 yeah and they both laugh about it like yeah. hey japanese names are hard to say <laughs> that's the only scene <laughs> where the asian guy talks uh there's there's a there's a guy called destroyer um <laughs> and his character is that his name is destroyer yeah and he dies uh, horribly he's, he's large yeah and he has a gun much like the other large characters with guns. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that was actually something that I wanted to touch on. Who in this movie do you think is the Doom Marine from Doom? 
Well, I, I mean, the, the spoiler, it's 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 pretty boy, white boy yeah. uh, brother of the um of the scientist. The two central who... characters are the two <laughs> least interesting characters in this movie because it's the rock who is we're going to get to it, he's terrible. Um mm -hmm. and this like white protagonist boy who's barely a protagonist and has no personality and doesn't do anything in the film. Uh, you can just call him default. He's a, he's he's a, he's the default on the character creator screen. He looks like <laughs> He looks like uh, Nathan Drake. They yeah. Just picture Nathan Drake. Yeah. He's Nathan Drake. Um, yeah. So uh, briefly before we kind of get into the the Rock and, and and his presence in this film and kind of a lot of other things around this film, uh, I want to hit two things. One, the female scientist character, on top of being you know just like a nothing entity in the film, uh, it's a terrible performance. Um, she. Like, it sounds mm -hmm. like she's trying to cover up an accent the whole movie, and she's, oh, like, switching she? between, like, sounding like she's from the South and sounding British and sounding Australian and just sounding like she's, like, slurring her words drunk. Yeah, and she has, like, one facial expression, too. Yeah. She just looks vaguely bemused slash confused the entire movie. Yeah, it's, it, it's quite bad. Um... So there's that, and then I, uh, we need to, we need to talk about The Rock and The Rock doing wrestling. So The Rock, <laughs> uh, not to take anything away from the pro, from the the scientist girl, but honestly, the worst performance in this movie was by far Rock the Dwayne Johnson as, he, as the Sarge. He's just called Sarge. His character's name is Sarge, and boy is he fucking awful halfway through the movie he just starts saying the the fuck word like a lot because he's angry and scared and that's the way the, and he's just he over enunciates every sentence it sounds weird it he's sounds like a fake. wrestler he's uh, he <laughs> he's like a wrestler yeah i mean I, I was reading some reviews of this movie from 2005 and this was before the rock was the highest paid uh actor in hollywood and he was a wrestler. Like, on the poster, it didn't say Dwayne Johnson. It said The Rock. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild that, like, The Rock went on to have a successful acting career after films yeah. like this. Because he's just so wooden and uninteresting in this film. And uh, to be fair, the script gives him nothing to fucking work with. His character is just angry soldier man who yells a lot. And, and also, to be fair, uh, he has recently on Twitter come out and said... Yeah, this movie was bad, and I regret my participation in it. It's, I don't know if you knew about that, but it's hilarious that he did him. that. Um, so, I, so I want to talk about the part where where the so the the final confrontation in this movie, um, and we're gonna kind of get to the relationship between these two characters and how it's poorly executed. It ha the Rock and White Bread Johnson have a showdown, you know, and uh, over some nonsense, and. You know, they do the thing where they put their guns down and they're going to have it out mano y mano. They're going to punch each other in the face a lot. And when this started happening, I was like, well, this is bullshit. It's Doom. The whole thing with Doom is it's about shooting cool guns. Why mm -hmm. the fuck is the, like, you know, kind of character climax of the film uh, centered around a fist fight instead of a gunfight? I didn't I realized, pick up on this. And then I realized... <laughs> That it's because The Rock has to do wrestling. He was a wrestler at the time. <laughs> All of these reviews that I read were like, "Why wow, wrestler in this movie?" It was so. It was like, yeah, they could have found any like beefcake movie guy, but instead they chose this wrestler who can't act. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they sure did. Yeah, and so he does some wrestling moves to White Boy. <laughs> now, so. So, so the Rock is the 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 villain. We find out in Act Three of this movie. Yeah. And so the the nature of um, yeah. So so I wanted to get into um, and uh, if it wasn't clear, because I've I've kind of been you know, siding with Alex a lot of the time here because she has very she's done a very good job at defending her points that this movie was worse than I think it was, and I think I'm. <laughs> I pretty much crossed over, but you know, I thought this movie was, was, you know, uh, like a fun, it's a like, corny, it, like parts of it. I, I would, I'm not going to come sit here and say that like parts of this movie weren't entertaining for me. It's, it's silly and like over the top action and like the 
I like the big rubber suits. You know, I like cheesy action movies. You know, I'm here for I, it. I came out of this movie more positive than negative, but I think the it was the afterglow of having seen a a competent video game movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I for like a second, I was like, oh wow, they're like trying to like say something with this movie, and they're doing it somewhat effectively. And the thing they're trying to say is like the monster is inside of us and like the only thing to be afraid of is like 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 humanity is like the darkness inside of man the things that men do is the scary thing and the way they communicate this is that all these demons are just humans who have been infected with this extra chromosome that either a if you're a good person turns you into a superhuman uh, awesome hero man yeah and if, if you're, you're a baddie a, a bad person and it's very binary in this because yeah, it's literally be, binary you either become like a pinky demon yeah or you become the doom guy yeah who this, can this movie like literally has has a black and white morality in it um so, so I, I, I was excited that they even went anywhere with it and i was like oh, okay so i see exactly what's gonna happen as soon as they said that I knew exactly what's going to happen. I was like, okay, well, The Rock is going to become a bad guy. and Yeah, uh, so I want to kind of talk about, like, uh, a couple th- – leading into uh, a segment of the show that I'm going to call the one good scene in the whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I do want to talk about, like, you know, something that it- we've been seeing consistently and makes a lot of fucking sense is that these video game movies really struggle to uh, have a protagonist, and it's because in – video games the protagonist is such a nothing entity most of the time they're basically just there to you know be led along by the nose and not say anything you know yeah the the protagonist is you the protagonist is the 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 faceless person holding the controller so they can't have that much personality yeah so in the first half of this movie you know the rock you think is the protagonist i guess because they're shooting him like he's the protagonist you know they're Mm -hmm. focusing shots on him like he's the protagonist um, and then there's this other character that seems to maybe be a hero because he's boring and white, uh, so it could be him. Um, and then there's the All one... All signs point to the boring white guy <laughs> yeah. being the hero. Yeah, it's, it wasn't going to be one of the two black characters, are you kidding me? It wasn't going to be the Fuck Asian no. guy? Fuck no. As soon as, as soon as I saw the three non-white uh, people on the crew, I was like, well, they're going to die in some order. I can't decide yeah. who's going to die first, but yep. they're all dead. Um, <laughs> so the one good scene in the whole movie. So so there's this sequence where basically the rock is like, "All right, you know, there's all these there's all these uh scientists and and people and employees at this facility who have been quarantined uh but but you know, we don't know who's infected. Our orders were to protect, you know, the package or whatever. We got to we got to kill all of them." Uh mm-hmm. we, we is, have to massacre every single living person. Every single living person on the yeah we don't have we can't be we can't be uh we don't have time to discriminate we're gonna kill them all yeah and and so uh the rookie as there's always a rookie uh finds like a room full of people who are alive like 20 people Mm -hmm. who are alive and they're like please help us and all this shit and it's kind of effective because you're like oh shit some of these people did turn into demons the the rookie was the only interesting character on this crew i want to say like he had the only problem that they, they touch on for half a minute he has a slight, you know, I mean, they try to give white guy Magoo a backstory too, but it's so awful that it's not even worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, and so then there's this scene that I think is actually like incredibly effective and like demonstrates yeah. what this movie could have been about if somebody smarter was writing it. Um, it could have been about this from the beginning and yeah. they could have established, they, they could have built... This they could have built up so to this late. moment so yeah. late this isn't like the last maybe 30 minutes of the movie where i actually like sat up in my chair watching this scene because there's this part where like basically like you know the white white bread magoo is like having this confrontation with the rock and he's just like you know we have to like we can't just kill these people we have to help them and the rock is basically like you know i didn't see shit your orders are your fucking orders your orders were to protect the fucking package, we're going to go kill those people. Um, and well, he's specifically telling the rookie to go kill those people that yeah, you found. Yeah, you know? and, the rook- and, and the rookie doesn't want to do it, and the rock kills him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He shoots him in the fucking throat. Yeah. 
and it's really fucking effective because they set up like and, and this is why and like I was I was like oh shit is this movie actually going to like have a thesis in the last half hour maybe and have interesting character dynamic I, I when so I say shocked. I sat up on my chair I was not kidding I sat up um because it was like they established this dynamic between like the rock and the the boring protagonist um where it's like the rock is you know he's following orders no matter what he is going to carry out the mission regardless of morality and they sort of like slowly build to that moment of him you know feeling that way and then like you know this hero character wants to you know like actually do the right thing uh and and it like it's like oh there's actually like a conflict between two of the characters and like yeah there had been there had been no interpersonal tension up until this point not not at all um and it and and like it's an effective scene and then Mm -hmm. the movie just ends with like you know they have a fucking fist fight he blows up the rock and that's it uh, you know, yeah, they don't he, really... he, he wins. Yeah, they don't. That's the end. They don't really. They they're so close to like digging into like, because okay, because there's actually a really interesting thing about this is that like, they're there protecting data from this private corporation. Um, yes. So yes, let's let's get yeah, into it. So so <laughs> they're like the research facility is like a private thing where they're doing all of these horrible experiments about, you know, with these weird demon monsters. Um, Mm -hmm. And as experiments that, that only the highest up uh, know are even happening. happening. They, the only the high up uh, people in the corporation know the true nature of their archeological dig. So they say, yeah, it's really basically what ends up being like, you know, military experiments, uh, that type of thing. Yeah, and and so like, there's actually kind of like, there, there could be there U.S. military. There's U.S. military there, and they are there to protect private capital. Yep, they're there, and like, th- and they kind of touch this a little bit. Like, there's a part where like, you know, one of the characters says like, you know, we're you know we're I I. I, you know, I joined the military to, to, to protect my, to serve my country, not to, you know, protect some company science project or whatever the fuck. And it's like, they're like brushing against the, like, the intertwining of like the military industrial complex and capitalism. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're just, and they're just, they're brushing against it. And then it, they don't go anywhere with it, but it was like, it's like, oh my God, they almost did it. <laughs> they, they came so close and, this is something that um, I, I don't want to jump topics uh, if, if you weren't ready to, um, but I really uh, I really think that this topic is so interesting because Doom 2016. Yeah, the game. Uh, Doom 2016. Do, the, the game Doom 2016, uh, id Software's own, uh, is, I'll, I'll get out of the way, it's, it's one of my favorite video games of all time. Uh, I've played through it like three times and I, it never gets old, uh, but I don't want to talk about the gameplay that they do a really, really, it's a really effective uh, critique of um, unregulated capitalism. And they, they do this by just, you know, pretty seamlessly integrating like corporate culture and corporate jargon with like the idea that we're literally unearthing hell for it to to use it as an energy resource it's basically like what amounts to like an energy conglomerate you know like an like an oil company think oil company who accidentally unearths hell and and uses it to power the cities is using it to power these cities and the demons who live in hell are like hey fuck off (laughs) and so they come through the portal and they fucking murder everyone every human that was on that planet and there's a scene very early in the game, after the intro level, where the Doom guy is really pissed, and through the intercom, the 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 boss of the corporation says, "I admit that we made some mistakes, but you have to understand what we were doing was for the the greater good. We were doing it for the benefit of mankind, and it's just dripping with like, with like." 
you could you could just hear the profit motives in <laughs> his in his voice and it's so interesting then doom has always like been about this and I, I really wish that this movie had done a better job at going there because doom 2016 not afraid to go there and and it was and it's subtle enough in that game to be really effective while not like while still being able to sell it to gamers who don't want politics shoved down their throat i even though it's it's very upfront with its politics like couldn't be more upfront but it's it's subtle and like fun in the way that they they throw it in there this movie is it's not subtle and it's very obvious that they don't go there so there's one more thing that we need to discuss before we before we close it out here uh, we mentioned this uh, i mentioned this during the last episode as the only thing that i know about this movie mm -hmm. i have now seen this movie and confirmed this fact there is an extended first person shooter section and it's worse than i thought it would be <laughs> It's, it's longer. It's quite awful. It's, it's longer really bad. and, and worser than I could possibly have imagined. It's not The Rock doing it, which is a big disappointment. I was sure that it was going to be The Rock in first person. The Rock doesn't even appear in the first person segment. Mm -mm. Two. So the, uh, this this movie has has the BFG in it, uh, which is nice. It's it that they that they put the BFG. Uh, the big fucking gun. Actually, on the screen, when they first show the BFG, it is identified as a bioforce gun. Which which made me smile. Yeah, I, I was like, I smirked. I was like, oh, that's funny. Did they not? And then they started saying fuck in the movie. I was like, wait a minute. And then when The Rock goes and gets the BFG, he says big fucking gun, and it's great. And uh, well, I I don't know. I I groaned. I was like, no, oh, they, yes. I I wish that they had just left it at bioforce gun and let that be like a wink nod to the to the gamers in the audience uh, but said he, they had to, so many they, times on this episode listen our time our time is coming <laughs> i'm just um, trying to identify my people so and they and they don't he doesn't use the bfg in the first person section you would think those two things would go together like fucking peanut butter and jelly man and they don't he mm -hmm. just uses a generic machine gun throughout the whole thing um, so yeah, so there's this sequence where white white bread Magoo gets this fucking serum injected into him that will either turn him into a demon or turn him into a, a superhuman. Uh, and because he's a he's a good boy and not an evil evil boy, he gets to turn into a superhuman. And this is represented by him walking around through some corridors and being really good at shooting things in the face. He. He it's he nauseating. Gets, he gets injected with the serum and now has the ability to walk very slowly and shoot at a a, a carnival gallery style. It's uh, House of the Dead. It really it's is. literally it's literally it's an on rails looking <laughs> section where like it's literally he like stops like there's no cover at all. He just sees like yeah, he looking just around things that are directly in front of him. I swear there's demons popping out from behind a wall going like blah and <laughs> and he shoots. Them. It's not it's not good and it's not like Doom. I've played Doom three, which is um hot take. I don't know if this is a hot take. Doom three is a really fucking good game. I think that is a hot take. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Doom 3s are really it's okay, it's not really fucking good. Uh but it's very good. It's very good at you know committing to its scary uh um immersive atmosphere sure. where like you can't hold up your gun and a flashlight at the same time. Shit like that. It's very it, it's it, you're very present in that world. You're saying so like every that time this you did not evoke that feeling for no. you. No. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I was pissed, honestly. <laughs> I was like, I was like, th this could be such an interesting thing. And I thought the camera would be like more like trained to the back of his head, like you know, a a video game is sometimes. There was no, there was no head bob. It was just, it's bad. It it was awful. It's bad. It's it's really bad. But I, but also I was. I was gleeful in it the entire time. I was like, I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I'm so glad they did this. I, I, I prefer that this film exists with this section in it rather than this film existing without it. I think the film is way funnier with it. You, you know what? I said earlier that this movie can stand on 
being a licensed video game movie. And uh, I, I take it back <laughs> because this, this scene really elevates it and make this is something that could only be done in the medium of video game movies <laughs> the... <laughs> it's like this that this this scene this scene is the metroid prime of <laughs> of video game movies it could only be done in a video game movie listen samus's eyes are you can see it on the visor when you shoot the, the wall That's true all right so uh so last week uh, we we didn't we didn't do our plugs on the show. That was a, that was a, that was a big mistake. So so where can where can people follow the podcast? How how can people? Uh, we didn't do the plugs, did we? we Fuck. Didn't. Okay. Um, well, I hope you didn't jump on last episode and then just miss us terribly for a full <laughs> week because there's content. There's yeah. a you can expect at least four posts in between. I'm going to commit four at, posts. At, where could they find that mark <laughs> uh follow us on twitter at cartridge cinema yeah uh, listen polls, to us screenshots we, we, of our notes oh uh, yeah that's about the movies <laughs> that's the entire uh, twitter account yeah, pretty much that's it uh, i i complain about you blowing up my spot uh <laughs> there because you on the polls you're like this is mark's option and <laughs> this is my option me the person who has 10 times the following <laughs> <laughs> choose my option um anyway uh yeah uh listen to us on uh you know if you're listening to us on itunes you should uh fucking rate us yeah G- give us give us the old fiver give us the the, us the five, five stars. stars it actually does you, help they... like stuff like that legitimately like you know it'll show up in your search recommendations and shit uh spotify as well i think you could write reviews there fucking do it man and you know the thing about it is that we deserve it so <laughs> that so you don't have to feel like it's a chore like you we earned this by being so good at podcasting and being so interesting and cool and attractive what movie are we watching how about that oh fuck <laughs> fuck God we totally forgot. I gotta bring up the list. Oh shit! Oh man, we forgot. Wikipedia, don't fail me now. List of video game movies. Shit. Uh, let's watch uh Super Mario Bros. Fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, watch that. Uh, uh, fucking Warcraft. It's Warcraft. Ooh. We gotta do it. Ooh. Very uh timely. Because uh, Blizzard is still a company today. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was time. Oh, because Blizzard's in the news because uh, a bunch of Because everyone's children, mad. <laughs> a bunch of children don't want to play a mobile game that's yeah. free and they don't have to play. Uh, so anyway, that is uh, uh, Warcraft 2016. I just picked it randomly from this list and now we're watching it. Are you ready for 45 minutes of me talking about how this movie is not Lord of the Rings? I've never played World of Warcraft. Or Warcraft. That... Listen... Let me tell you about a, a, a mod. Let me tell you, you love modded games, right? You're known, to, you're known to like games that have been modified. Okay. Let me tell you about a little mod for Warcraft 3, The Frozen Throne. It's called Defense of the Ancients. Wow, how do we end the podcast, Mark? Uh, for me, it was Tuesday. Cartridge Cinema Club is created by Mark Champlin and Alex Wallace and is produced by Alex Wallace. The music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. 